Jerry Reynolds is the car pro, and that takes experience. 35 years in the auto industry, USA Today's Dealer of the Year Award twice, hundreds and hundreds of test drives, thousands of people helped by his always giving nothing but straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive. Kevin McCarthy is the trusty sidekick, a Radio Hall of Famer with a mantle full of broadcasting awards and hundreds and hundreds of moving violations. Here they are on CarPro USA. And we thank you for joining us. This is CarPro USA. And we're here to talk cars and help you make good car buying decisions. That's what we do every week. We do it for three hours across the country. You may only get two of those hours. And if that's the case, then uh, go to our podcast about 2.30 this afternoon and you can get that extra hour. And while you're at our website, which is carprousa.com, be sure you take a look at my FAQ page. There's a lot of good information there, a lot of things that save people a lot of money. Um, We had a caller last week that just made my day. She had her car totaled out, and she went to my FAQ page, and they're in topics. So on the insurance tab, she had read my article on how to deal with an insurance adjuster. And she already had an offer from the insurance company. She read that article. She did what I told her to do exactly. And she picked up an additional $4,200. Those are kind of things, because I put a lot of time into writing almost 100 articles there. And those are the kind of things that make me feel really good about what I do. <clears throat> and, you know, right now, Insurance companies want to use old values when they go to evaluate evaluate a used car that's been totaled or stolen and not recovered, and they want to go back and use figures from six months ago. Well, if you listen to us, you know the used car market's up 41% from a year ago. And so they they hate that, so you got to prove your case. I'll tell you how to do that. There's, all, there's just all sorts of articles there. I mean, you just can't believe what I tell people to do is scroll through, look at the topics, and down the road, when something comes up that you remember that I wrote about it, you can go back and read the whole article. So, you can do that at carprousa.com. That's also where you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter that comes out every Friday. And you can get my eight ways to get your car ready for summer. Too many times people let real hot weather sneak up on them and then they have a problem it's best to do it now before it gets super hot especially if you're in texas and some parts of california and other places houston gosh just like dallas a tough place don't wait do it now there were two ways you listed about getting your car ready for summer that i never would have thought of had you not put them in there and they were one was to change your wiper blades yeah because they're rubber, they deteriorate the heat, blah, 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 blah. And you don't want to be in a, some one of those storms where the wiper blades don't do any good. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one was to basically wax your car. Yeah. You need to do that or have it done. It's not that expensive. And besides making it look pretty? Oh, it's a, it's a protection. Really is? Yeah. It's a protection for the paint, especially if you're in an area that gets really hot. 
So I guess I better go wax my car. I'm sure it's never been waxed. No, not by me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hire somebody to do it. On those windshield wipers, uh, that's a good point. I can do that, right? Well, maybe. Most people. Some cars are easier than others, believe me. And it doesn't cost much to do it. You know, go to O'Reilly Auto Parts and buy your wipers there. They'll change them for you for free. That's the way to go. But if you're just getting um, streaks from your windshield wipers, it may not be that they need to be replaced, but they need to be cleaned. And the way to do that, the best way, is to get a cotton swab and some rubbing alcohol. Get that get that cotton swab wet, run it up and down that blade a few times, and then try it again. That'll probably cure your your problem with it does. streaks. It does. Yeah. I've, I've done that. Yeah, I've done that too. You can also times. use the cotton swabs with alcohol on bird droppings hmm. on your windshield. Okay. Before you clean the wipers. Right. Lisa in San Antonio, Texas. Welcome. Lisa, what can I help you with? Hello, Jerry. I enjoy your show and been thinking about calling you for weeks. Well, I'm glad you did. I um uh, <laughs> About my 2018 Ford Explorer Limited, I have about a little over 22,500 miles on it. Of course, it's out of warranty now. Um, I'm thinking about going to something maybe smaller and, yes, you know, a little bit better on the gas mileage or, you know, yeah, gas mileage. But um, I like the bigger size interior vehicle. I don't want to get too small and feel cramped in it and... So, you know, I was thinking of Toyota RAV4, maybe a Crosstrek. So, you know, I feel like I got some good equ- equity right now. What what would you think? Oh, you do. There's no doubt. Uh, it's a very popular SUV. My fear for you is a RAV4 or a Crosstrek is, they're both pretty small. I mean, I, I, I think to make this transition, you'd be better off with something in the middle. Uh, rather than go from a large SUV to a to a compact SUV, uh, if you've enjoyed your Explorer, I would look at the Edge. Yeah. I would look at the Edge. It's not going to be, it's not going to be that big of a transition size wise. Uh, the two liter EcoBoost gets very good gas mileage for a mid sized SUV, and you'll be familiar with a lot of the things in the Edge because you've had an Explorer. Plus, your Explorer's worth more to a Ford dealer than it is anybody else. So, I would at least look toward the Edge first. And then, you know, if you want to do some more shopping, you can. But the market is so good on yours right now, and it's so low mileage. Man, I will tell you, Henry Finley is the general manager at McCombs Ford West. West. And he's a great guy. Been with me for a a decade, ever since we've been on WOAI down there. And talk to him and drive an edge and see what you think. There's also some incentives on the edge right now, and there's just not much in the way of incentives out there. But the big thing is not to miss this used car market if you want to make a trade. you got to get the money out of that Explorer, which is worth a bunch. Right. Is the edge a four-cylinder? Yeah, it's a four-cylinder with a turbo. The two liters of four cylinder with a turbo, and I get great 
uh, great feedback on the fuel economy that it gets, especially on the highway. I had an older couple that, that bought one of those, just like what I just described, uh, and reported to me they got 34 miles to the gallon on the highway and were super pleased with it. Quality-wise, it's been a great one for a lot of years. Look at that. If you need to call me back, call me back. You got the number now, and I'll be happy to help you. But that's where I would start if I were you, given all the different things about your particular case. I appreciate your call, Lisa. Always let me know if I can help. Don't believe all the ads you see? Call CarPro USA and find out which vehicle is right for how you drive. 1-800-926-7777. Thanks for joining us on CarPro USA. Kevin McCarthy here with Jerry Reynolds. He is the CarPro. He had the Audi SQ7 to review in the newsletter this week. Amy Plemons had a car that I would never consider buying, but it was really, really attractive the way she explained all the uh, the features and the, and the changes for the new Honda Civic C, SI, like C Senor. That looks like a little rocket. Oh, it's uh, it's it's pretty fast. I mean, it's got a 1.5 turbo, and they made a lot of improvements to Civic the last year. Uh, Good-looking car, for sure. Next week, if you're interested in large sedans, I got a big one. This week, I've had the Lexus ES350 F Sport. Next week, I've got a red Lexus LS500, their flagship sedan. And I cannot wait to see the interior on this thing. I, oh. The last LS I had, it's been a few years. The interior was great, and I know they've improved it since then. So we'll see what I, I think. I think I'm sleeping in it one night. Certainly enough room. You can go camping in the back seat. Glenn, Lake City, Texas. Hello, Glenn. Hi, Jerry. Thanks for taking my call. How are you today? I'm good, buddy. What can I help you with? So I have a 2013 Honda Civic. I have about a little over 100,000 miles on it. I'm the original owner. Car's in great shape outside. The exterior has the normal wear and tear. I wanted to trade it in for a Toyota Tundra TRD Pro 2022, which is not going to happen. And I'd like to ask your advice in regards to the closest uh, type of truck that would be comparable to that TRD Pro, and then whether or not I should trade in my Honda Civic. What do you use your truck? What are you going to use this truck for? Because you're going from a small car to a big truck. Yep. Um, uh, just putting around. Um, I have a company car, <laughs> so I drive my company car most of the time. So it's mainly going to be uh, around town. We'll probably go out and do some four-wheel driving, and we hunt, so we'll take it hunting with us as well. I I wouldn't give up on the Tundra. Uh, I reviewed it. It was wonderful. Lots of great changes that they made. It's just a big truck, you know. Um, The the one that, to me, comes closest to uh, that is the F-150. It's a little bit smaller in that it's not as wide and it's not as tall and it's not as heavy. Um, you know, I would I would probably look at the FX4 package in the F-150 
But if you got your heart set on the tundra, talk to my friend Nate Murphy at at uh, Fred Has Toyota World. And I know that's not super close to you, but they sell more tundras than any dealer in the world. Yes, I said world. So they also get the world's biggest allocation. Nate may have something coming in that'll work for you. If not, then I would talk for sure to Jorge Lopez at Tomball Ford on the F-150. Both are great trucks. Um, both are very capable should you ever want to use it as a truck or tow something or or whatever. Uh, just know that right now at the dealer auctions, 2022 Tundras that are used, titled, Miles of anywhere from a thousand to three thousand, they're bringing about ten grand over sticker used. Wow! Yeah. So if you get one, wow. you're that's, probably that's gonna crazy. Pay for it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, if you get one, I don't think Nate's charging anywhere near that over MSRP. Uh, but even if you have to pay over MSRP, just know. You're getting a better deal than dealers are buying for right now. That's true. Do, do you have an idea of what I may get for my uh, Civic? I don't, but if you want to find out at carprousa.com, click sell a car and get a bid on it. They'll do it online. It takes about two minutes. Okay, I'll do and, that. And there's so, no, I'd be uh, guessing. There's no reason to guess. Sure, and I appreciate that. So I have uh, signed up for your your Car Pro um, program. I have spoken with Nate. It was back in December, and, and he referred me to another one of his uh, coworkers. I can't remember the gen. I think it was Ryan. So I'll follow up um, with them. And do you think uh, you know? I, I've got my mindset for the uh, TRD Tundra Pro, but the backlog. Uh, they're saying like a year or two years. There's like a two-year waiting list for the TRD Pro. Wow, I hadn't heard that. That's amazing. I mean, it, it's crazy. Well, it, it's because it, of the shortage. Right oh, sure. Now. Toyota's been hit harder than any other uh, auto manufacturer from the chip shortage, and it's not getting better. It's getting worse. Let me know along the way if I can do anything for you, Glenn. Buying or leasing your next vehicle is a hard choice. Don't go it alone. Call the car pro Jerry Reynolds at CarPro USA. 1-800-926-7777. And we go to Paul in Austin, Texas. KLBJ, how you doing, pal? Hey, good, Jerry. Listen, I've got a thought for you here. If we know that Volkswagen damaged the diesel's image, but if Toyota wanted to kick the Ford F-150 out of first place, if they would put diesels in the Tundra and the 4Runner, along with automated multi-clutch transmissions, the Ford F-150 wouldn't have a chance. You know, I, I know that sounds right on theory, but I look at the fact that Ford F-150 has been the number one selling pickup in America 44 straight years, right? There's more of those on the road than any other truck ever made. They tried the 150 diesel, and it was a good engine, and it had good torque, it had good towing power, and it was a failure. They they dropped it. It didn't even make it two years. And Toyota has never, 
ever shown any interest whatsoever in diesels. Uh, and this goes back a lot of years. I, they asked me if I'd speak to a group of top Toyota executives who were in town all the way from Japan, right? So I sat down with them, and I used your logic. I said they wanted to know how they could compete with the F-150. And I said, make a diesel. First one to come to market with a, with a half-ton diesel is going to kill the market, and they're going to do great. And they were they were so Japanese, we had to have a translator because none of them could speak English. They had no interest, none whatsoever. And to my knowledge, it hadn't changed. They're, they, they are going to come with a hybrid, and I think that's going to be a huge success. And they're also, um, you know, and I don't know if they'll put that hybrid in the Forerunner or not. I wish they would. I love the Forerunner. It's just a little bit rough on gas, uh, but a great, great SUV. Uh, Paul, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, Ram came out with the first half-ton diesel, and it did well for a while. It's settled back in. Dealers aren't stocking a lot of them because they're not getting a lot of requests for them. And I I would imagine that $5 a gallon diesel in Texas isn't going to help that situation. Mm-hmm. I appreciate your thoughts. I really do. And I, I can tell you put a lot of thought into that. I just don't see Toyota embracing diesels ever. It's just not their style. So you want a hybrid, but maybe a diesel would suit your driving better. Call Jerry Reynolds at CarPro USA and let him help you. 1-800-926-7777. This is CarPro USA, Kevin McCarthy, Jerry Reynolds, who's going to be test driving the new Lexus LS 500, their flagship sedan, next week. Quick question for you. Is that the biggest sedan out there, or does the uh, Genesis G80 come close? Well, the Genesis G90 G90, pardon me, might come close, but I don't think so. Uh, This is a big car. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. Uh, it's always been a really good car uh, as well, quality-wise, long-term. Uh, it's just hard to wear one out. But, uh, you know, I, I I like big cars. I've not made a secret of that. I know they're a little bit out of vogue these days. But still, just for a smooth, quiet ride, it's hard to beat a Lexus. Even this ES350 I've had this week that'll be in next week's newsletter, the review, and I did shoot video with it. Uh, it, it just rode so incredibly well, and it's a great buy. This is the F-Sport. It's It's got some get-up-and-go when you put it in Sport Plus mode, and a fantastic two-tone red and black interior on top of a silver exterior, and this car stickers for $53,000. Well, you know what? By today's standards, for what you get, that's isn't, an exceptional buy. Isn't the average vehicle now like 47 or something yeah. close to that? Yeah, it is. I mean, you can get in the mid-40s with a Camry. Uh, so this car at 53 is a great buy. Now, the LS next week that I'll have, it's 98. So we're getting up there pretty good. And I have recommended a lot of people who were looking at the LS in the past take a look at the, the G90. I've got the G80 coming up sometime in the next two weeks. I remember that from my schedule. Uh, so I'll be able to do a little bit of a comparison, even though the G80 is smaller. 
Uh, still always, always a very pleasant ride and drive. Oh, yeah. Look, answer a question for me that I get all the time from friends when they talk about Lexus or Toyota. And you just mentioned the Camry could come close to the price of, of the uh, the Lexus. They always ask, say, well, isn't the Lexus just a Camry with uh, fancy wood and leather and stuff in, on the interior? No, there's a lot more to it than that. I mean, size-wise, they're very similar. But, you know, insulation-wise and the quality of the seats, the soft-touch materials, the amount of standard equipment, much higher on the Lexus. So, you know, look at both. See what you think. Both of them have really good trunk space and really nice back seats. And now with the Lexus, with them changing their infotainment screen to a touch screen in addition to the touch pad, now I'm a real fan. Let's talk to Susan in Los Angeles, California. Susan, welcome to the CarPro USA radio show. Thanks, Jerry. I have a 2019 Subaru Forester with 19,200 miles on it. It's coming out of lease at the end of June. The residual is about 19,000. I need some advice about what to do. What are you going to get next? I'm open to suggestion. I don't know. I was thinking well, to redo the Forester. I do like the safety features. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Here's the thing with the Subaru lease right now. And all the lease companies except Toyota and Lexus have put in new rules about what you can do. Your choices are either buy it out and keep it or, mm-hmm. which which I would not do, I'd capture the market that we've got right now. Uh, especially Subarus, okay. which are which have been short in supply, they're bringing big money. So if you do get something different, you've got to either sell your current Subaru to a Subaru dealer, you can't sell it to a third party, or you got to trade okay. it in. So if you trade it, you can okay. capture that equity and apply it to the next lease or take it in the form of a check whichever you want to do. And you're going to have good equity in this thing. I promise you, Uh, especially with the miles that you've got. So, you know, you might want to consider releasing, taking your equity one way or the other. And then at the end of the next lease, buy your vehicle, but to, to waste Mm -hmm. and squander this market right now would be a real shame. Okay, so um, it, so I'm sure on your website there's a Subaru dealer that you recommend. In yeah, there's this a couple. Area, yes, there's a couple of them. Yeah. LA? Yes, okay. two, two as a matter of okay, fact. Okay, I'll look for that then. Start now okay. because Thank you. I really appreciate. You're it. welcome. Start now because you're probably going to have to wait for one that's coming in. So the simplest thing to do is just tell them what you want. Tell them what your wish list is, but be as flexible with it as you possibly can because what's going to happen susan is they're going to match up a vehicle that's already in transit and try to match that to your wish list that's a lot faster than you know doing a retail order you can get what you want exactly with the order but with subaru right now you could be looking at six months down the road that means you're going to have to extend your current lease and that means the market may have changed by the time the new Subaru comes in if it takes that long, and you could lose that equity that way. 
Okay. I Thanks hope so I didn't much. confuse you. Your advice. That's a lot of. That's well, a. I, maybe I'm not real clear, but I don't want to put a whole lot of time on your on your show. Well, it, it's it's a lot of ground movie. to cover. You've got all kind of options, um, but I think <laughs> I kind of felt like that. That's why I was thinking, hey. Yeah, and and people who lease three years ago, everybody right now has got big equity. It doesn't matter what kind of vehicle it is. Subaru's just got some okay. rules that you got to go by, which sort of limits you on what you can do. Um, but if okay, you're, yeah, sub- this is the first lease I've ever done. Yeah, and the leasing's so good. I know how it compares to normal. I'm a okay. big, I'm a big lease fan. I promise you. Uh, I do it myself, okay. and I, I just want you to to look at all the options. And if you if you love this Subaru and you want to buy it, the plus side of that is you're buying a vehicle with a lot of equity. You got you're you're going to buy a vehicle at the residual value that's probably worth $5,000 more than that. When do you ever get that opportunity in life to buy a used car that you already know that's $5,000 under market price? And that's another thing to think about. If I I paid out the residual of 19 and either kept it or decided to do something different with it later, I'm still in a pretty good position. You are, except the market's going to move. This this used, mm-hmm. These high used car prices are going to fall, and when they fall, they're going to fall when there's plenty of new car inventory, and we're months away from that, if not longer. Okay. Okay, so considering my timeline of end of June, it's time to get going on it now. I would. And best, best, best bet by your advice is trade it into a Subaru dealer, get into another lease. Correct, and then at the end of that lease – when the market's back to normal, you're not going to have that kind of equity, most likely. And then that's when I would consider buying that one. Got it. Thank you so much. You it's are so really welcome. Helpful. And I'll look on your website for the for the recommended yeah, Subaru just dealers. Click in on area. Find Your Car okay. Pro, and you'll find them both right there. And email them through the website. That way they'll know I sent you, and they'll know that you are a VIP. And you are. These lease cases right now are so complicated versus what they were a year ago. I mean, just trying to figure out in on behalf of a listener what their best course of action is. And as I keep telling you, no two cases are alike. She's sitting in the catbird seat. She can do what she wants to. And that's a good place to be, especially right now. The place for straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive is CarPro USA. Call now with your question. 1-800-926-7777. So you're in a late model used car, nice car, low mileage. You've taken good care of it couple of years old maybe and guess what according to the information in this week's car pro newsletter that car's probably worth about nine thousand dollars more this month than it was a year ago just <laughs> just to uh, make a point you might want to think about that you might but think fast because it won't last this will not last it can't there's no way that cars can sustain those kind of values it's impossible so if you're going to do something do it now start at carprousa.com lots of good information there read my faqs and use one of our dealers 
Dan, Orange County, California. Hello, pal. Hello, pal. I have a daughter who has a problem, and I thought I'd better call you. Well, here I am. Well, she has a 2014 Ford Escape Titanium with 157,000 miles. It suffered a problem with a fan that a fan blade that went loose. She took it to her Ford dealer, and they said the repairs were going to cost $3,200. They offered her, she said, what if I buy a, I'll buy a new car or lease a new car? What will you offer me for it? And they said, we'll offer you 3200 Blue Book is 34 to 54 Should she sell it, buy it, repair it? What should she do? I'd do something different with 157,000 miles. Um, the the spending is not going to stop. I don't think she'll have an engine or transmission problem prior to 200,000, but there's going to be there's just so many moving parts in a car that things can go wrong. I mean, look at the fan blade. That's not a everyday common problem. So, I would I would probably tell you trade it tell her to trade it as is and be done with it and start all over whether she buys another escape or whether she gets something else makes no difference uh, but I, I just can't see sinking $3,200 into that vehicle knowing there's going to be other expenses down the road if the, if the low book is thirty four seventy nine and the high is 54 if she were to repair it and put 3200 into it, would that be worth it? Or would that be more worth it for the dealer to do that? Oh, the dealer can do it for a lot less than she can. They right. can do it internally, usually about 50% off if they do it themselves. So what did you tell me they offered her for for this thing? They they offered her 3200 Like it is. For 3250 like it is, and the repairs are thirty two hundred. Also, right. What a coincidence! <laughs> um, <laughs> might take it by a different dealer just for the heck of it. Well, is it? It's not running, right? Correct. It's probably not Never worth mind. it. it. There's not going to be a lot of difference in appraisals on a vehicle that doesn't run. No. You know, when a dealer can drive a vehicle when they appraise it and then make a decision on do we want to resell this thing or do we want to just send it to the auction that makes the car worth a lot more money in the condition that it's in honestly 3250 in its condition to me sounds pretty fair and i don't have any idea who you're dealing with it don't matter but that sounds pretty fair given you know because they look they don't know what else is wrong with it because they can't drive it they're they're taking a risk here and I think that's a pretty fair figure. What about the fact that they have very little inventory? Other Ford dealers in Orange County do. Would it be worth it to her to ask them if they would take that car, or should she just take the thirty two fifty and go to another Ford dealer? If she can't, for another car? I, I don't know or that they. I don't know that they would pay thirty two fifty. They might give her that on trade, but if she wants to do that, then. Tell her to go back to that dealer, get pictures, and then shop with one of my dealers and see how that deal compares. Might be worth the record fee. Hard top or rag top? Let CarPro USA help you decide. Call now at 1 800 926 7777. 
Randy in Austin, Texas. Welcome. How can I help you, Randy? Yes, sir, Jerry. How are you doing today? Doing good, pal. Good, thanks. Um, <clears throat> I'm presently driving a 2005 LS430, which I purchased in 2012 at a really good price. I've been driving it ever since. It's cost me very little money, but I'm getting that feeling it's probably time to trade it in. I'm 66, and I'm starting to look for that last car that's going to get me over the, you know, to the end there. Yeah. I'm thinking about either an LS460 or I just uh, a Cadillac CT6 just caught my eye. I wanted to see what your opinion is, how similar you think those cars are, and uh, what would be a good year to look at for flatline depreciation. So you're going certified. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Okay. Um, look, I like the CT6. I, I, I've enjoyed that car the times I've had it. It's not a Lexus LS. Nothing is a Lexus LS. I mean, it's going to have a completely different ride. It's not going to be as quiet inside. The long-term chances of it making it, you know, to 150 or 175,000 miles are not nearly as good as they are with the Lexus. I, I, I don't see reason to do anything but go back and get another Lexus LS. I like it. <laughs> well, I'm glad. That's kind of a so I'm glad you, you you feel the same way. You know, uh, the, what, what I, I, the looks of oh, what year Lexus LS don't matter. Yeah. Uh, it'll have to be five years or newer to be certified, and I would go certified if I were you. Um, I think okay. you pay a little more, but you get a long warranty with it. And the checklist that that car's got to pass is extensive, particularly with Lexus. So I think you're better off with that. I've got Lexus of Austin at my website. Get in touch with my contact there and see what they've got for you. And if they don't have anything today, they can watch for something. I don't think you got to be in a huge rush right now to do anything, especially with the miles on your car. I appreciate the call. So you want a third row seat, but you have six kids. Let CarPro USA help you at 1-800-926-7777.